Welcome back to another epi of Dusty Dines with your host, TJ Fogger, and of course, myself, Mike Warfield. So, TJ, uh, we got the legendary uh, Tommy Soderstrom. Uh, that's going to be sick. So, for most people that don't know, uh, Tommy has been playing. He had 157 games in the NHL. Uh, he played with the Islanders and also uh, the Flyers, and that's between five seasons. So, on top of that, he also played, I believe, in what was it, Worlds? He played, right? Yeah, he played Worlds. He won uh, two gold in the World Championship, uh, two silver, and three. What, what is it? And he also shut out the Soviets when the Soviets were like yes. unreal back then. That's like back when, you know, Miracle couldn't beat the Soviets, you shut him out. Yes. So it's kind of one of those things that he's got a lot of accomplishments under his belt. On top of that, he was a goaltender known for not wearing any tape on his stick. And he was one of the first goalies ever to wear a Jofa. He was a Jofa. So, yeah, it's that's insane. And I'm going to bring that up to him, actually. It's – I <laughs> – he, I, I'm like a fanboy here. Like I was, you know, I'm older than you, and I got to see him play, and I, I liked him because of the fact that he didn't wear a goalie mask like any other goalie in the league. Was it, was it true? Like someone told me this that he was the type of goaltender that even if the play wasn't around, like his whole body was in the net. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Okay. Say, like that's thing. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, it's going to be sweet because we got a couple things to talk about today um, just because we're supposed to have Rich Peel on. Uh, but yeah. Of course, you know, Anchor, <laughs> thank you. Go figure. Yeah, yeah we've had – we sorry for the delay, everyone. We've had nothing but issues with Anchor for the last three days where, you know, we couldn't add people in to record and Mike living in not the same town as me. It's, it's kind of hard to not do. Lie, once Atlantic city got a little banged up and uh, <laughs> we'll touch on that. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, it was, it, it's, it's tough, man. It's, we've had rich pilons actually going to be on um, hopefully this week sometime. So yeah. Hello. But, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, Tommy Soderstrom. What's up, Tommy? How are you? Um, spoken English, so you might excuse me if uh, I'm not correct in the in the words. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Mike, you there? Yeah, I'm here. So, I guess it's kind of one of those things that you're a goaltender known for not to wear, you know, have any tape on his blade. Is there a reason behind that? Yeah, the reason behind that was uh, because uh, I thought the stick was gliding better on the ice. Okay. But, of course, it, it hurt me when it comes to shoot the puck. But I was so bad to shoot the puck either way, so I figure it's uh, better to have a no... Uh, tape on the stick now i guess one of my questions to you is i read up on where you took a slap shot to the face from steve uh, larmer yeah and it's kind of those things that said that i broke your mask you're bleeding and i i i I, it's one of those things i'm a defenseman i grew up playing d in my entire life and i see goalies get hit in the head a couple of times but to break your cage and actually you know bleed from that how do you get back in the net from that yeah, for me, it was uh, 
when you play the game, you're so pumped up. So I didn't, I didn't thought about it, and uh, I could see. So for me, it was no big deal to just get back in the game. And like uh, I, I told a lot of friends afterwards, I think uh, that was one of the reasons that uh, the Flyers uh, want me to come over because uh, they saw maybe I had a good fighting spirit. And uh, for me, it was a great experience because it was in Toronto, the mecca of hockey. And it was, uh, I think it was the World Cup. Was that the name of it? 91? Yep. Or was it yep. Canada Cup? I don't remember. Uh, 91, I believe. What, that was the Canada Cup. Yeah. And 92 was your Worlds. Yes, yes. So uh, I have a good memory from that. Um, once in a while, I showed the clip on YouTube for... Uh, different people when they asked me about uh, the hit and uh, we all laugh all the time but it looked pretty scary though because I fall down like a, a big bull right away <laughs> but uh, yeah I thank him now for shooting me in the face but yeah. actually it was good that it hit the cage if it had uh, hit the uh, helmet I should probably couldn't finish the game then now, can we can we touch on your style of helmet? Because I, I was just telling Mike before you got on is, you know, I, I had the privilege and honor of watching you play, you know, being from Philadelphia, huge fan. And it was you you were different in the style of mask you wore. Can you touch on that? Yeah, the, the, reason, the reason why I didn't wear the mask like everybody else was because I thought uh, the mask was claustrophobic. Okay. So that's why I had the helmet on the cage. And I thought back in that time, a lot of the European goalies had uh, the same like me. Not mm -hmm. the same uh, helmet, though, but, you know, Arthur Irbe, Hasek. And uh, so I think that was the European style. And I've never been comf comfortable with the mask. So I tried like once or twice and uh, it was nothing for me. I d and I didn't see the puck really well either. Okay. Uh, I don't know why, because the the eyes eye opening uh, is pretty wide there. But uh, I thought I saw better in the in the bird case that they call it. <laughs> and I remember yeah. a lot of times my first season when we were on the road in the warm up. Uh, mm -hmm. I saw a lot of the players on the other team when they stand by the glass, and they were laughing at me with my cage. So, uh, but what could I do? I liked it. So. No, it was it was different. It was, it's it's different. Now, yeah. did you, Tommy? Did you have any you know weird superstitions or anything that you did to achieve before every game? Yeah. How how many hours do we have on this show? Oh, <laughs> as long as you want. As long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a lot of different things. Like, but I think uh, the most of the players have the same. But for me, it was like I always did the same on the uh, pre warm up before the ice. And I always dressed the same, uh, the same, uh, what do you say, in the same uh, turn. Like I always took the left skate first and, the, you know what I mean? Left or right, left, left or right. right. Yeah. Yep, yep. And then uh, back in Sweden, I had uh, more superstitious because then every home game, I bought like uh, a special ice cream. And a special newspaper and a special uh, candy bar. And I brought that to the locker room and I was there like three hours before the game. But the thing was, in America, I couldn't get that because uh, 
the brands doesn't uh, I couldn't buy them there in America. Oh yeah, you'll definitely you'll never find a Swedish new, newspaper in America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then during and then during the game, I had like uh, every like intermission like uh, commercial. Mm-hmm. I had like uh, when I go to the bench, and then I, when I went back, I crossed the blue line on a special way, and then I back to the net. And yeah, it was a lot of a lot of different stuff. But uh, for me, it was uh, it was like. Uh, comfortable because it didn't matter if i play home or away or if i play in russia or whatever i felt confident to do that so can we can we talk on the fact that obviously you know you were 1990 round 11 214 overall by the philadelphia flyers right when you get drafted by the flyers and you go to play there was there any added pressure playing there because we all know that philadelphia is like a hot spot for the goaltenders you know what i mean uh, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't uh, think uh, that way, actually. Or um, actually, I didn't actually know that uh, there was a lot of pressure on just in Philadelphia because yeah. I thought it was that everywhere. The only thing was uh, Pelle Limber was there before me. Yeah, and I know they loved him. So for me, it was an honor to be drafted by them and uh, yeah. to come over a couple of years later. Tommy, have you been keeping track with the Flyers to date? Not really. I know, like, was it last season? They have, like, seven different goalies or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They yeah. set a record. <laughs> now, yeah. So, isn't that amazing? Opinion, what do you think is going on in that situation? I don't know. I'm. It might be bad for the team to have so many uh, keepers because uh, or goalies because uh, I think for the defensemen and uh, they need some... Uh, how do you say continuity or how do you say? Yeah. 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 Someone so, that you uh, can trust. Yes. And they, yeah. they know, start to know each other and stuff like that. So, but, uh, wasn't that the young kid who was good at the end? What's his yeah. Name? He's C- Carter Hart. He's, uh, he's named the number one this year. Yes. So for, it, it's funny though, because they said that the one goaltender cam Talbot used to be, uh, a mentor for him. Uh, when he played, I guess, what was it, juniors or I believe so. And uh, now that since they traded Cam, it's just kind of one of those things that we have an older goaltender in there. But I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting what happens this season. Yeah. It was like me. Like the first year I was really good. And then I signed a good contract back then for mm-hmm. four years. And then I sucked the second year. So. <laughs> I hope uh, this guy Car- Carter is doing much better than I did. So, uh, but well, you know, it's always tough, like the second year for mm-hmm. uh, e- even for players. So, uh, well, Tommy, didn't you also have five heart surgeries, or you had heart surgery, didn't you? Yes, I had five when I come over to Philadelphia. They found out uh, in the in the uh, training camp. Mm-hmm. So I I had I played two games before they find out my heart problem, and the first game they pulled me in Quebec after ten goals. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> and then the second game I played home was yeah. against uh, I think it was New Jersey, and we were down like four zero after uh, half the game. So I, yeah. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Excuse my language. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> because I come from a good season in Sweden and I won the world championship. Yep. And uh, I th- I was like, "Am I that bad goalie 
suddenly. But and then after that, I get my heart problems. So it was a tough situation for me uh, the first couple of months because you want to come over and, and prove yourself that you're a good goalie. But um, so it was a long wait for me until uh, I get to start again in uh, I don't know was it December or something. So, okay. Um, but I'll it was a good what, experience. I'll tell you what though, for you getting back you know, on the ice after five heart surgeries. It's just, that's an incredible story on its own. It's just, even after one, we know most people that wouldn't even get, you know, throw skates back on. Yeah, I know, I know. I had like two surgeries first, I think, or maybe three. And then I had like two couple of years later. But but the thing was like, I told the Philadelphia that when they told me that you have a uh, heart problem, we can see it on your cardio. Mm -hmm. Uh, I told them that, okay, but why don't we skip the surgery and I just sign up some paper that if something happens, nobody's going to sue you. Uh, but they didn't want to do that. So was... I like your route. That's a good way to think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but uh, they didn't want that. So, And they were really nice after my first uh, surgery at, uh, I think it was at the Hanneman uh, University Hospital. In, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hanneman. Yep. Yeah. And then after that, it, the, that the first one didn't work so then they fly over my whole my whole family my mother and my brother and my uh, father so they were there for the second surgery for in uh, the whole week so it was nice of them to do that i appreciate that that's one yeah that's at least they think about family uh, family's first and that's with everyone i mean everyone should think that way yeah but i hadn't played one game in nhl then so they you know what i mean oh wow so, um, yeah, it was nice for them. But I love the Snyders. And uh, was it the Tobins or something who was the owners back then? Oh, God. Who was it? Uh, TJ, you know them? I, I don't know. That all I remember was from Snyder. Yeah, but they were really nice. And I remember when I got traded, uh, the, uh, Ed Snyder called me uh, personally after mm-hmm. the trade and said, uh, hello, Tommy, it's uh, Ed here and... Uh, I'm sorry that we need to let you go, but we think that this is the best for uh, the team and the general manager. The general manager think that, but for me it was like an honor that the owner called me just after I played there for two years. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. To I tell mean, that. So. Uh, and yeah, I, and I and I hear that's a that's a big thing, and I I don't want to interrupt you. That you know it's 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 basically a motto with Philadelphia: once a flyer, always a flyer. You know, and that that was Ed Snyder's thing, and he took care of all of his players. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. No matter what, even if you're in a different jersey, you come back to this, the, you know, our building. It's like we'll still respect you. Yeah. You know, your name will always be a flyer's name. And that's the thing. It's just, it's one of those things. Even for you to be on our podcast, we we thank you. And um, I guess one of my, my one of my last questions for you is, I read somewhere that you know you like to play a little roulette. And uh, do you have a little system when you play roulette? Because that's one of my games when I go to the casino. <laughs> yes, I had actually, but. The thing is, I, I don't uh, do it now, and I never really I tried it for like time time to time. But uh, with my roulette, you need to like sit to watch like uh, eight hours or ten hours. <laughs> and, uh, I don't. I have the time, but I don't have the patience. So uh, that's so great. I, yeah, and I got I got uh, I got two questions for you. One being. What was the hype like when Lindros came in to the league when you were there? Uh, how do you mean? Hi. Like, like, was it, was he, 
how was it like with him in the locker room and on the ice oh, how was practice? It like? Sorry, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for me, it was he was a great guy, and uh, he had a lot of, of pressure on him. But mm. for me, it it looks like he he could handle it so well. Yeah, and uh, to see him the first couple of years, he, it was uh, it was an honor to be to see the way he. Took everything from uh, the fans, the press, and uh, the way he played. Actually, yeah, he was so strong, so big, and uh, I wouldn't like to be a defenseman when he come down the way. Yeah, <laughs> I could Very tell true. you that. Yeah, and he had a great shot also. So yeah, it's it's sad to see that he ended up the way he did. With a, was it a lot of concussions? Yeah, concussion issues. Yeah, yeah. So and. and Legion of Dome uh, yeah. line. Yep. And my uh, my last question for you: Are you are you still involved in hockey at all? No, no, nothing at all. I, I quit like uh, zero zero, so it's yeah, like two, twenty years ago. Yep. 2000. And then I didn't see my stuff. It was uh, up in the what do you say under the attic. roof, attic. Yeah, uh, for uh, like twelve years, and then we. There is a team in Sweden who called the uh, Trikrona Legends. It's like the Swedish national team Legends who had yep. played uh, on the national team. So they asked me, do you want to be in some games? Because they play three or four games every year. So, yeah. so then I uh, I was there. I was uh, with them for a couple of seasons. And we played like the, the Russians, the Finns and stuff like that. Uh, and I still have my old stuff left. From the zero zero season, you know, it the small pass like the Kelly Rudy stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, so when we meet other teams, they're just laughing at me, and uh, they say, "What the fuck do you have there? It looks like uh, sugar candy stuff." Yeah, uh, but I said, "Okay, hey man, it took me to like." Uh, Two world championships and uh, a lot of other stuff, and they just started laughing then. So, uh, Tommy, but I go think back to the Sweden Super League, you'll, you'll do fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, for sure. I think my style is so dead, so you can't believe it. I couldn't stop uh, now if they put me in it. <laughs> the goalies are so big today. They would probably be like, "How the hell do we fucking score on this guy?" Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like. Now I'm uh, what's the name in English? Uh, I don't get it. But when I see goalies now, they're mm-hmm. so tremendous good, but and they cover so much. But the, their pads and their uh, upper body and their pants is so big. So yeah, for for me when I see like the old school hockey goalie, yeah. Uh, I can't see how we could stop the puck actually back then because we were so small. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. but at the same time, can we touch on that really quick, right? So when when you played, can you say that there was a different style of the way the players played back then compared to now? Yeah, big, big difference. Okay. Like now before, when I play in the Swedish league, uh, I could tell I didn't need to see the head of the goal, but if I saw... Uh, on TV, mm-hmm. I could tell right away that's uh, the name of that goalie, that's the name of that goalie, that's the name of that goalie. But now, if you see a goalie with no head, you can't tell who it is because everybody looks the same to yep. me. And, and I think that's a little boring, but that's the way it is. They're, uh, 
they stopped the puck. But uh, I'm 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 uh, in a group on uh, on Facebook, like goalie vintage goalie equipment or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they post a lot of goalies, uh, different goalie all the time, and it's so fun to see like Pelle Lindbergh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernie Perron and uh, Kelly Rudy and uh, Hasek. The goalies were so small back then, and the pads was really small. So, uh, but they shoot harder now. So, oh, of yeah. course, the goalies need to have uh, better equipment. Very true. Yeah, uh, I talk a lot. Sorry about oh, that. No, you're good. You're good. No mind whatsoever. No. None whatsoever. I mean, I guess my my final question to you is: What can you say was probably the toughest game that you played in? The toughest game? Yeah. To win or good, good or bad? Either, either or. or. Either or. Uh, either or. Uh, let's see. If I go to the national team, I think it was like when we met uh, Canada. In the semifinals in Toronto, Canada Cup '91, we had like zero zero when it was like four minutes left of the second period, and I remember uh, Wayne Gretzky come down on a breakaway, and he scored on me. But I I was on the puck with my uh, glove, mm-hmm. but it just went over. But there was so much uh, atmosphere in in the arena, and uh, it was the same game when Steve Larmy shot me in the face. So um, it was a real, and I was like, what was I, 21 or 22 maybe? Yeah. So that was uh, one of the more funniest game. But the worst game I remember was, uh, I think it was uh, Pittsburgh away. And you know, they had the uh, Lemieux, Jagger, Stevens and all the guys. And yeah. I think we lost like 11-5. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a tough one. But you know, when always when you went to Pittsburgh, you know you, they're going to score six or seven goals because they were so good. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, back then, I mean, that's normal in a sense. Now, yeah, you're getting no, pulled no. after four, five. Yeah, I know, I know. It was always bad for the stats <laughs> 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 to, to play away uh, in, in Pittsburgh. Oh, man. But, but uh, hey, Tommy, I'll tell you what. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate your time and uh, taking time out of your day to, you know, talk to us. Yeah, thanks the same to you. And I want to say thank you to all the lovely fans in uh, in uh, the Spectrum when I played there. I loved you all. And it was uh, always fun to hear you share when we played good and uh, when I was good in that. It was a real honor. Thank you very much. No, absolutely. Thank you. Yep. Thank you again, Tommy. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day now. You, you too. Well. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Insane. such a... Can I just say, that was such a Swedish ending. Like, oh, thank Bro, you. Bro, and let me just... So let, nice, me, let me t- like, let me tell you beauty. something. Like, this is going to sound... This is going to sound homo and gay. Oh, here we I, go. Li- I literally just got goosebumps when he, th- when he thanked all the Spectrum fans. I, I really thought that was be a lot gayer. That wasn't bad. No, I literally just got goosebumps out of that, no, man. That's, like, that's fuck. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something a lot weirder. I mean, we're good. That, that that's so fine. No, yeah. it's just crazy. It's crazy though, because like I said, man, like it's I had the privilege and honor of watching him. I saw him live. I saw him on TV. It's 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 insane. No, yeah. You know what though? The only thing here, me being a little young buck, born in '94, you know, but. uh it's kind of one of those things, every single time I saw, like, a highlight video or anything about him, it's just, he was an icon for the Flyers, you know, you got to think about it. that's when Eric Lindros started coming into the league, and, like, big names that he was playing against, he just said himself, he just played against Wayne Gretzky, you know, against Team Canada, and obviously, let the goal in, but it's just, like, that's huge 
Bro, he had, he had, he had in NHL. He had one year, right? It was, it was, he finished five shutouts mm-hmm. and he was second in the NHL to Ed Belfort. That's, that's, uh, that's insane. To Ed Belfort. That's what I mean, man. And the guy is just, it's funny too, because everyone says goalies are weird and whatnot, but like, generally they're just down to earth people. They just have their own weird habits and like, you know, they stop the puck and let them be. Absolutely. Let them have their weird habits. I do not care. But, uh, yeah, man, I'll tell you what, it's it's nice to hear his perspective, too, because, you know, a lot of people want to tell me that, you know, back then it was a lot harder than it is now. Yes and no. Yeah. I can go either way with that in a sense because, you know, there was obviously a lot more hitting. I mean, we had hits basically all the way up until, what can I say, Nicholas Cromwell era. Yeah. That's yeah. basically when, like, the hits were really, like, vicious. But now this is good. This go, is good. Sorry. Sorry. I don't want to interrupt you. No, but go this ahead. is good, too, to have, you know, old players come on the podcast, former NHL players, to give their insight of how the NHL was back then compared to now. Just like, you know, when we're, we, we're going to have Rich Pilon on you, everyone knows Rich Pilon literally was the Nicholas Cronwall of that era. Yeah. But and that's it's what it is. But that's what I mean. No one wanted to mess with like no one wanted to even come near Rich Pilon, especially uh-huh. if he was pissed. And like the thing with Nicholas Cronwall, he was one of those guys. His hits were so like you don't see anyone do it. Like no. I'll be honest, he hit with his back. Like dude, I, he would he would come up the fucking near board and turn and just annihilate. It was like his back was hitting you. Yeah. And I guarantee you, he didn't feel anything like from it. No, no way he hit. I don't know, man. It was just wild because I used to watch him and me growing up as a defenseman. Like I loved watching that as a kid. And you're just like, oh, I want to do that. Like, you know how kids are nowadays where like, yeah, they're trying Mm -hmm. to do the sick toeies or like the backhand toeies doing the Michigan. Like shit that just you shouldn't be doing. Like, and you and you and you know me, man. and, And you've been around me long enough to know that I am fucking north and south. Oh, yeah. I, I'm north and south. None of that fancy shit. Get the fucking puck on net and score. Yep. But the thing with me, it's like, oh, my God. I Watching NHL players do it, it's it's one thing. But watching oh, absolutely. younger kids do it that are still developing, still learning fundamentals, like, you got to understand, like, the reason why NHL – is because they perfected their fundamentals. like, mm-hmm. And then that's when they start incorporating, you know, with their head up, they know where the puck is the entire time. They didn't have to look down once. Like, then they start releasing their, you know, they start shooting in stride. Like, stupid little things like that where, like, some of my 16-year-olds can't even do. And I'm just like... Bro, you know who does it the best is fucking Austin Matthews. Oh, man. Yeah. The, pu- um, the pull in toey and it's snap right away. Dude, it's, it's, and I'm not going to lie. So can P. Kane. Patty Kane can get, oh, that. yeah. Like he's just, but his is a backhand. His is always a backhand toey and uh backhand top shelf short side. It's disgusting. It, he just did it on um, Chicago League. Um, fuck, what is it? It's, I forget what it is, but it's uh, like Brock Besser plays in it. Um, Oh, the the Butte League or Chicago Butte League or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, bro. It, it's dude. He did that to this one goalie, and I just I, I would have got right off the ice. But I was going like, "Fuck, <laughs> I'm out." Yeah, you know what? I'm good. You, take the game. No, but, absolutely. Like, I feel bad for goalies in like the O and shit like that. OHL, you know, you got USHL, and they're just getting torn 
up. You like you watch, you'll go on like hockey TV, talking on a night's game, and it's like six one. You're like the third period, first period. You're like, yeah, come back third period. It's eleven eleven game. You're like, wow, Jesus. But that's and like we said, you know what I mean. There's a, it, it's it's almost like the eras are the same, but they're different. Does that make sense or no? Yeah, no, it does. It it definitely does. Just because it's one of those things, they're the same when it comes to they try to incorporate the old school hockey, old school hockey who's trying to evolve into new school hockey. I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, and let's let's just say like he was saying, right? You know. The whole thing with, you know, the goaltender, seven goalies and yep. getting acquainted by your goalie, right? Yep. So, I, to me personally, I think goalies back then, like Tommy and Brodeur and, you know, Hextall, Belfour, those guys, Curtis Joseph, I think those guys could play in the league now with the defense that everybody has and the systems everybody runs. You know Listen, what I mean? I put it this way. If Marty Brodor can or could have done it for how long he has, and then you got fucking, what, Scott Stevens hopping in every so often. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, in, in Tommy Soderstrom had, you know, on defense, for example, he had Gary Galley. Mm-hmm. Gary Galley was 29 at the time. He had 62 points as a defenseman. My issue right? is, though, right? Yep. My issue is, right? So Wayne Gretzky back then, Mario mm-hmm. Lemieux back then, um, Eric Lindros, all the guys that were basically the setting stone for like even even hockey, even Mark Recchi. Mark Recchi had a hundred and twenty three oh, points that year. That guy's a beauty too. A hundred and twenty three points. Rod Brindamore had eighty six. But but let's put this in comparison, right? They're the ones that were basically like transitioning from old school hockey to new school. Like this, oh hell yeah, they, they were basically this. Is why we consider them gods because now that's all hockey is is what they start out to be. They mm-hmm. started out to be, and then look at you got Tommy, like you said, you got Ron Hex, uh, you got oh my god, Marty Brodor, you got all these guys that basically changed the game basically from a stand up goalie to a hybrid to a butterfly, mm-hmm. it, and then you got Patrick Wall going full butterfly, and it, it's one of those things that like. Without these guys, there would be no like there would be, but it's one of those things that they're the basically the setting stone. Like they're how do I uh-huh. say it? They're the seeds that can plant. They're the found. They're the foundation. Tree. Basically, the foundation. Dude, I can't. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I know what you mean. But like, I'm just using like let's let's just say you know like he said that when they played Pittsburgh that year, right? Yep. They knew they're, for a fact they're gonna listen. Up. Their goalies were Tom Barrasso, fucking legend. And Ken Reggett. Tom Barrasso went 43 and 14. Yeah. Right? That's just not right. 43 and 14. And I think Tommy well, went. the year they won the cup? Yes. Yeah. And Tommy yeah. went 40. I think he won 40, 41 or 42 that year. I, like, he's he's up there with a fucking legend. You know what I mean? Uh, that, like, he won 40, I mean, 44. Man, like... 44 games Tommy won that year. And, and Tom Barrasso won 43. So he beat him. He beat him. Let's I see. Won. And I, yeah, wow. uh, it's it's ridiculous. Like I just clicked on Pittsburgh. Like let's you. Can, I can't even tell you who Boston's goalie was that year in ninety two ninety three. Couldn't even tell you. Andy Moog. Mm-hmm. Yep, Andy Moog. Yeah. Andy Moog. 37, 37 wins that year. Can like, I just say too with Tommy? It's like the reason why I want to bring up the whole, you know, five surgeries and whatnot. Let me read it to you really quick. So, yeah. It was one of the things that, um, let's see, 
He was diagnosed with Wolf Parkinson's white syndrome, a potentially life-threatening illness caused by an extra muscle bridge, which causes the heart's electrical system to bypass a crucial filtering mechanism. He had to have five heart operations. Thankfully, my heart problems are gone now. But think about that, right? He comes mm-hmm. back. Um, and plays in the show. Yep. He won <laughs> 20 out of the 44 games. The next season, he regressed, winning just 6 out of 34 and getting de- uh, demoted to Hershey of the AHL. But at the same time, the motherfucker had five open-heart surgeries, and he came yeah. back to play. And yep. he won, what, 20 out of the 44 games after surgery? So that What year was that? That was what year? Uh, 93? No, he won 44 that year. He won 44, 92, 93, and 93, 94, he won 34. Oh, then, uh, then it's got to be 94 then because it says thankfully. Yeah, because he, he played nine games in Hershey that year. Because in the 90, 94 offseason, he was traded to the New York Islanders for Ron Hextall. He spent parts of three seasons with the Isles on a Mike Milbury coach team that won 22 out of 82 games in 95, 96 season. Soderstrom was half two. Boy, yeah, man. So he got traded by that 94 offseason to the Islanders. For Ron Hextall, and then Ron yeah. Hextall became the stepping stone for goaltenders. Yeah, and then and then ninety five, ninety six with the Isles, he won fifty one games. Yep, yeah, and and now look where Ron is. <coughs> yeah. oh, sorry, Ron. Like fuck. Really, you brought fucking seven goaltenders into our system and did nothing with them. So it was just kind of oh, fish in a barrel. Take your pick, and oh, we don't feel like using you. Uh, well, we're gonna recycle you. Bring it back, maybe six more games. Yeah, uh, I was so fucking fed up with it. As a Flyers fan that year, I was ready to hop on the ice. Be like, you know what, give me skates. Even though I would have been like the best water boy ever, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> fuck, man, it's just sickening, man. It is. It's sickening. Hey, I'll tell you what, though, I won a. Let's talk about this little prize I just won too. Absolutely. So, um, for a lot of you guys don't know, like. Not a sponsor. Let me tell you that right now. This is not a sponsor. Um, it's just one. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a plug. It's a, it's a plug though. It's a plug. Plug it. Yeah. So Riley Cote, we had him on previously. Um, in case you guys don't follow him on Instagram, he does a lot of good things. So uh, on his Instagram, type in Riley Cote. Also, he's all about body check wellness. Um, if you guys want any information about that, go again on Instagram and type in body check C H E K wellness and i'll tell you right now they just did a giveaway um with like a hat and also i believe um like cbd oil um and your boy warzy over here fucking just won that you know what i'm saying but it was pretty price it was pretty price priceless though guys because we were on the golf course and he was like a kid in the candy store I just, that he I just that he won I'm like, <gasps> and he's like what and i was like i just won a prize <laughs> Oh, man, and then I fucking hooked my ball to the right into the sand, AK. No, it wasn't even sand after that. It was a goddamn pond in the sand. We got yes. downpoured on yesterday. Oh, yeah, it probably won't rain that bad. We're on the goddamn 10th hole. It just gets fucking – I swear to God, we should have had Noah's Ark for that. It was bad. I, it was bad. Right now, like, that was not kind of hot. Like, huddle in the golf cart didn't work. Try to huddle, huddle underneath a tree didn't work. Oh, yeah. That was a great time. Oh, go back look for my golf ball. Not there. Yeah, thanks to my brother. Yeah. <laughs> great time. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Steven. Yep. And then, uh, what was it? Every time that I was trying to swing, 
your little son Brady was oh. like, don't miss. Yeah, he goes, it was funny because my my little five-year-old, right? It, it was a boy's day, you know, like we go golfing. I bring the boys, you know, and Braden's such a smart ass. Mike, Mike, literally, I pull when Mike ball, when, when I'm driving, I pull up to the cart next to Mike's ball because he's a lefty. I go on the left-hand side and uh, Braden's sitting there and he looks at Mike after Mike swings. He goes, oh, you missed something. <laughs> And I go, Brayton, it was just bad. I'm like, Brayton, you can't say that. And then Mike does it again. He's like, yep, see, I told you. And you're like, you didn't hit the ball. And it, it's just, it's funny as shit to hear a five-year-old and just saying stuff like that, even with Landon. It's just, it's it's a good time. Yeah, really let's is. just clarify. Those were practice screens. Yeah, they were practice screens. Guys, <laughs> it wasn't just, so you just whipping all these shots. Even though most people are like, yeah, bullshit. Well, let me tell you, I'm not bullshitting, all right? I will I will say, and, in, in, you know, not because you're my boy, but, like, from the first time I golfed with Mike till up to date, it's Mike's score has gotten so much better. His swing's gotten so much better. It's, it's, it's fun. It's actually fun to play with somebody now with you and my brother, minus my dad, because my dad still fucking sucks at golf. <laughs> and it's so much better to play with guys that, you know, compete. Yeah. It, it really is. It, it, it's it so is much fun, fun, man, because I only beat your brother by, what, two strokes? Yeah, yeah. Suck is Steve. Yeah, I and I tell you, and, and I say this before, like, Steven, man, he lives and dies by those balls, man, those foam balls. Bro, he does. <laughs> like, oh, my God. But at the same time, like, his short game got so much better. Oh, yeah, it, for sure. Real, like, I'll tell you what, man, like, uh, you know what, let me touch on my little AC trip, all right? <laughs> That's fine. All right. Let's, let's hear it. So, I bring down, like, probably a good 600 bucks, at least. It was a good 600. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get down there, and we get down there around, like, 930. And we have, like, one, we get valet, okay? We get, I never had valet before. I'm not, I'm, I'm not bougie, right? We roll up to get valet, and all of a sudden, they take our carts, everything like that, take everything. And I'm like, listen, I'm not giving my backpack. Like, I hate to say that. Not happening. Because yeah, fuck in there, so. Yeah, fuck that noise. Yeah, not happening. Anyway, we get out to our room. He opens up the case. I felt so bad because I think we only tipped him like two bucks. And I was like, you want a beer instead? He's like, no, I'm not allowed to drink on uh, duty. And I was like, all right, well, get that. So anyway. As soon as, like, the door closes, tarps off, boys, like, going in the shower, shotgunning, like, boom, boom, cranking them out. Like, I was probably, like, two or three in, and I'm just like, oh, man, I got to nah. – started to get, like, that bubble gut where you're, like, if it was down the wrong way, you're just, like, starting to belch everything. Like, fuck, man. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, Joe pulls out whipped uh, – what was it, pinnacle whipped or whatever? Uh, oh, fuck that. Bro, I, I could have gagged just off the smell. He's like, oh, it kind of tastes like a lollipop. And I was like, what fucking yeah. lollipop are you eating? A, fu- a fucking dick lollipop. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he's like, come on, have a little swig. So I try to take a swig. Boys, let me tell you what. The mouth started to water. I started to do a little bit of a walk around. And <gasps> I was like, I, I, was, I, was, I felt like the trigger was about to get pulled. Okay. Yeah. So started to cool down. And, uh, you know, it's around, like, uh, 10 o'clock, and then we finally go out. We start gambling, and I think Austin goes up, like, $800 first night. 800 on top of, like, the four he brought. Okay. Yeah. So, we go out. We go to the strip club. Not going to lie. Great time. Okay. 
And uh, it's one of those things that, like, they try to – when we first went to the first one, they were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be, like, 25 entry fee. And we're like, all right, whatever. And he's like, but I need to take your phones. Yeah, fuck that. We all fuck looked that. at my man, and we were like, oh, for what? And he's like, can't let you guys take any photos. We're like, bro, it's not like we're going to take any photos of these one. We're like, we're just trying to go in there. We don't know what you're going to do with my phone. And on top yeah. of that, they're trying to make you pay $2 to turn your fucking phone in. No. Yeah, it, it's fucked no, up. That's $27 could have went to a stripper. Just saying. Not happening. Dude, fuck, fuck that noise. So anyway. Man. Nope. Nope. We 86 that popsicle stand. Said hepatitis yep. C and never. You know, so we kicked rocks, went back. We went, it was basically around 2 o'clock in the morning. And I just started looking at everyone. And we just started getting, like, we sat down at a slot machine. And we just started ordering drinks. Like, at, in AC, you can sit down in a slot machine. Go on the little menu on the slot, order a drink, comes to you in like two minutes, right? How much are how much are the drinks now? Zero dollars because you just yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's like yeah, yeah, that's why right? I thought still the same. Yep. Let me tell you. We didn't get back to the room till about six thirty in the morning and we woke up ten the next day. I felt like I got hit by I, I can't even say Nicholas Cronwell. Like Titanic <laughs> times two. I hit the iceberg and I didn't just, you know, float along. I sunk immediately. Like it was rough. Yeah. And uh yeah, it, it was just it was a good weekend, man. Just a lot of drinking and I never really want to smell alcohol for the next month. So you know, been there, done that, don't want to do it again, but I probably will. <laughs> next year. I've been to Vegas and I lost money quick there. Like first three days there, I think I lost like from my piggy bank, it was like four hundred bucks, not gonna lie. And I was like, damn, I still have three days left here. Didn't know what to do with myself. Oh, God. Vegas, Vegas. I'll tell you what, man. That's that's a scary place. Dude, the closest I've been to Vegas was uh, Reno, Nevada. Really? For hockey. I'll tell you what. I saw yep. two dyke chick. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I saw two. Uh... Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> saw two chicks uh, beat the shit out of each other. And it was just kind of interesting what? because they're both drunk. And, like, the other one, after she beat the shit out of her one girlfriend, she was like, stop. I yes. love you. I love you. And I was just like, hit her again. As we're walking by, I'm just like, damn, like, this, this is bad around here. Like, <sighs> yep. Don't take their money. I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm serious, Fucked man. Up. Yo, we're all starting. I'm like, Ben, we're too white for this. We, we can't be saying that. Stop. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that was uh, Vegas. Good times. Once Punta Cana, not really the best times. Uh, blacked out there one time. Great, great experience. I literally went. They had these shots there called Mamba Wana, right? Mm-hmm. Not marijuana, Mamba Wana, and it's something called. It has like tree bark or root or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. It's something tree in there. And yeah, there's a bunch of different like alcohols in there. I was sitting at, or we were at the pool bar with my now ex girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, fuck that bitch. I wonder if this was one of the reasons why, but anyway. So, anyway, I'm on a family trip with her, her mom, and her sister, and her sister's friends. So I'm the only guy on this trip. Real great time for me, right? Not really. So, yeah, I started to drink, and you know, she was one of those girls like, oh, why don't you get too drunk? Right, okay, I'm not gonna get too drunk. Got fucking hammered, ladies and gentlemen. I got so plastered that I blacked out on the lawn chair, and she took my happy ass up to the room. I puked on the way up, going up to the room as like I'm like I'm getting up on the lawn chair. Fucking volcano erupted everywhere. 
So that was a rough time explaining it to her mom because the next morning I had to uh, go to breakfast and explain to her what happened. Yeah. Not good, Mike. Yeah. Me and drinking sometimes just <laughs> not good. I get too wild, man. I yeah. Can just stop. I'll tell you right now. I, I'm, you know, I'm gonna become a. I'm gonna become a priest. Or wait, no, I'm gonna become a monk. They don't drink, right? Yeah. Become a monk because we know all about the priest. <laughs> they touch little boys. We know. Uh, other than that, you got anything else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. That's it. Man. All right. I just want to touch on uh, our sponsors, AT8 Hockey. Uh, we thank you so much for uh, standing by us. Um, go check them out on Instagram and Facebook at AT8 Hockey. They have their two top-of-the-line sticks right out right now. It's the AT8 A-Pace 2.0 and the AT8 Sly 2.0. They have that, and they also have the new uh, goalie stick, the AT8 NYF. NYF. I like that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, if anything, too, if you guys are, uh, you know, hockey season has come around the corner, you guys trying to grow that beard out, go to Bear Beards uh, on Facebook, give them some love, tell them what you think about their product. If you guys want to purchase anything, you guys got to go to Etsy.com, E-T-S-Y.com, uh, type in Bear Beards, B-A-R-E, Beards. They have all the essentials for your beards, uh, from combs, beard oils, um, they also have chapsticks, bombs. I believe they have gels, but they also have merchandise, too, if you want to rock some of their gear, uh, T-shirts, and also hats. Um, so, yeah, if you guys go to Etsy.com and type in the promo code GONGSHOW10, and you'll get 10% off your entire order from us. So, again, Etsy.com. Oh, awesome. And I also want to give a shout-out to Rinkrat Hockey. Uh, Rinkrat Hockey, best line of wheels right now in the game. Go give them a follow on facebook and instagram at rink rat hockey and use the promo code dusty dimes if you're gonna get uh some wheels they'll give you a percentage amount off i forget what that is but uh go give them a follow and of course we can't for about sorry i cannot speak right now every time you do kelly and good one it's it's i'm sorry it's i just get excited sometimes you know (laughs) <laughs> but of course we can't forget about a girl kelly um kelly's been with us pretty much since our first second episode um, yep it's one of those things that her brand is a phenomenal brand she you know she blah, 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 she oh my god i still can't talk that you know what this is pathetic it's pretty pathetic. <laughs> kelly, i'm sorry <laughs> i really am so with her though it, it's also because it's awesome because she produces an awesome material um and she also supports john chiavo um, John just came out with a new line called Rep the Game. And if you guys go to goodwoodhockey.com, there's nothing but T-shirts, any type of merchandise from hats, uh, T-shirts. They also have youth apparel as well. So, And they also have their own tab for John Chiavo if you want to learn about his brand as well. So, again, go to goodwoodhockey.com. Tell us what you guys think about them. Um, and, yeah, I'm sorry for not being able to speak the last two minutes. Jesus Christ. Uh, you're good. Also, uh, last but not least, we'd like to give a uh, shout-out to Dangle Productions. Jersey Life, you need your jersey needs and need to get sublimated jerseys, go give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Dangle Productions. Uh, tell them we sent you. And, uh, yeah, other than that, we have uh, some special guests coming up in the, in the few weeks. We have uh, Rich Pilon. Uh, Miss Lauren Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers and Mr. Jim Jackson yep. of the Philadelphia Flyers. And hopefully that time I won't be illiterate. So Yeah. 
other than that, uh, you have anything, Mike? No, that's it. Everyone else, uh, stay dusty and uh, don't suck as much as hockey as I do. <laughs> stay dusty. Later.